What's good, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Five Mikes, coming to you live and direct from the Idea of Manhood, episode 25. That's Five Mikes, husband, father, educator, writer, MC, and I'm in the building. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. Whether you are here through the website, Idea of Manhood, uh, Stitcher, iCloud, you know, um, iCloud, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, from my Facebook page, however you're listening, I'm so thankful that you're listening right now. Um, and, you know, life is real. Everything's signed and sealed. Shout out to Beanie Siegel. Um, we're going to go right in. I'm not going to take any break. Thank you for tuning in. It's your boy. Uh, listen, so right into the I'm tired segment. The I'm tired segment is so real right now because I'm tired in real life. Um, so the I'm tired segment is just about me talking about things I'm tired of, just in general, kind of tongue in cheek. But this day and age today, as I'm sitting here, I got a little new studio. We did some work in the house and we had an amazing interior designer. Shout out to Dana, uh, another friend, Dana, that came in and and did some design work to the house. And so now my studio, quote unquote, is in the basement. So right now I'm looking at some pictures of my kids. I got a New York picture in the wall. I got a little, you know, my little toddler's, you know, Elmo chair in the corner. I'm looking at a little guitar here. So I got a different scenery now. <laughs> and the thing that's good is that I am in the basement now. So I can make a little bit more noise. I don't have to worry about my daughter's room next door. I could just kind of be what I want to be. So hopefully the podcast is a little bit more like I can get live and direct and clap my hands to the beat. And y'all can understand that it gets real in the field. So what I'm tired of is really because I'm tired. And, you know, I long for a day, ladies and gentlemen. I long for a day where I can wake up at a normal hour and just get myself dressed. Go downstairs, make a breakfast for myself. Hop into the car by myself and go to work. Like, see, so the simple things in life is what really matters. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just remember a day when I used to get up go to the gym in the morning get dressed at the gym and go straight to work like what like I'm a G now I have to help my nine-year-old son get dressed get together get himself together in the morning now anybody with oh god help me father in heaven Jesus help all of the children him um anybody that has a a nine-year-old son First and foremost, God bless. Uh, Second and foremost, just, you know, just when you look, when you see someone that has a nine-year-old son, just put your hand upon their shoulder, look them dead in the eye, and let them know, console them, and let them know it's going to be okay. Even though it won't, just let them know that it will. They need it. Every day I get up in the morning and, you know, I do some sort of physical activity. I might do a full workout. I might, you know, just do some push-ups or whatever. And my day begins with trying to motivate 
a nine-year-old to, you know, he does good. He wakes up on his own. I don't have to go in there and wake him up. I never have to, like, come on, wake up. I don't, I don't have to do any of that. Um, but I do have to remind him to brush all his teeth, uh, to wash both sides of his face, uh, to put on socks that match, uh, to not wear a shirt that has an entire hamburger stain on it, uh, to comb all of his hair, to throw some sort of, uh, some sort of grease and or oil substance on his chapped lips uh, to encourage him to wear shoes where in which his toe does not see the light of day. I must do this every single morning while trying to get myself dressed. Throw in the concurrent days when I have to get my daughter dressed, who's three, uh, who gives absolutely no Fs about my time schedule, about whether I have a 9 a.m. meeting or not, or uh, whether or not I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. None of that matters when you have children. So what I'm tired of, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, I'm tired of... I'm looking forward to... I'm going to spin it. I'm looking forward to the days when I can get up on my own and get myself dressed. That's it. I don't even need to eat breakfast. I don't need to, I don't need anything. I just wanna wake up and get myself dressed by myself with no issues. Like, uh, yo, by the time I get to work, what I'm also tired of is all you single people out there, no shade, but all shade. Please understand that we're going to sh- throw some slander upon all of the single people. Uh, the single people with no children out there. You know, y'all throw a lot of slander at married folks. I hear you. I hear it. I let it slide because I'm too tired to care because I have to raise lives. Um, so I hear the slander coming from single folk. Oh, you married people, you're so boring. You guys don't get to go out. Oh, my God. I hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, I peep your game from the side. You know what I'm saying? And I look at you in your little perfect world, you know, with all of your sleep and freedom and quiet. I look at you, and I want to smack you, but I let it slide. I let you talk. Oh, you're so out of touch. Oh, my God. Like... I hear you and I peep you, but I'm going to slander you today because what I'm concerned with is, you know, I'm genuinely concerned. All my single people with no kids. What you tired for? What, what you, what are you sleepy? Like, why don't you get 12 hours of sleep a night? Like, what, what are you doing with your life? Yo, like. Is someone else that's under the age of 30 with no kids living inside of a three-block radius of where they work tells me that they're tired? I'm going to smack you, yo. Like, take that as a real, legit, almost threat. Like, I'm not a gangster, but if I were to be one, the cause that I would fight for 
would be to respect the honor of parents that have to get children ready in the morning versus those people in which they do not have to, they can just wake up and get themselves dressed. I don't know why you're tired, B. I don't know if you can hear me, but I'm stroking my goatee right now with the look of befuddlement. Like, what are you tired about, son? Because you stayed up too late watching House of Cards? Because you had to go to bed at 1? Because you watched the whole season of House of Cards? Then you're going to criticize me because I'm still on season 1 of Scandal? Word? Okay, I see you. I peep game. Okay. You're going to slander me because... I just saw the dragons being born a Game of Thrones. For real? That's what you're going to stand to me about? Because cause, cause I just found out that there's a new show on ABC called How to Get Away with Murder. And I just saw the first episode yesterday. That's what you're going to stand? Because I have things to do. And you're coming to work tired. Like, what? What you tired for, son? Look at me in the eyes and tell me. I don't understand. So, I had to throw some slander your way. You know, the single folks like to throw slander at me all day. Oh, Mike, you're so out of touch. Oh, Mike, you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's real in these streets. You don't know where the new club is. You don't know where the new bar is. You don't know what's going on in D.C. anymore. You out the loop. Yes, okay? Yes, I'm out of all loops. You know what loops I'm in, though? Fruit loops, boy. What? Holla at me. Cheerio loops, you know what I'm saying? Honeycomb loops. I'm in all those loops. Please understand. So that's what I'm tired of. Um, I'm tired of single people telling me that they're tired. For what? Why aren't you sleeping? Like, you can go to bed at 1 and wake up at 7 and still get a good night's sleep. I get four and a half hours of sleep every night and wake up and have to get a whole nother person ready to start their day you know what i'm saying you be walking your dog looking all extra tired i'm gonna get me an espresso f out of here with that oh i hate you guys um partly jealous anyhow um so thank you for tuning in that's the i'm tired segment i want to i'm going to go right in i'm going to take a little break now come back Talk about a little music. Um, I don't know. Is there music to talk about this week? I, there's not a lot going on. I'm going to talk about some Kanye stuff, his album, Pop-Up Shop, um, and then we'll come right back. All right? So uh, thanks for tuning in. Episode 25. Holla. Shout out to my barber. I hate you. Okay. Um, going on. <laughs> Yo, the Hip Hop Minute. Yo, um... It hasn't been a whole lot of new music. I think I don't think I um, ever reviewed the Kendrick Lamar Untitled Unmastered album he released. It was it was so fantastic. So if you haven't heard that new Kendrick, go out and listen to that. Um, what have I been listening to? I'm still listening to the BJ the Chicago Kid. I hope you I hope you received that. Um, I know there's, you know, everybody's talking about getting ready for the new Drake album um, coming out in April, I believe. Uh, but the past few weeks, it really hasn't been a whole lot of hip hop. 
Um, so uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I can't really think of anything else. Um, yeah, so we're just going to skip that for today. Uh, we're going to have a shorter episode today, or maybe not, depending on how this topic goes. So the topic for today, um, I just read this book, and, and it's been a truly remarkable journey. First of all, I don't get to read a lot because, as I told you before, I'm tired. But I did take some time and actually did it. I don't know if this is cheating. I don't know what you guys, you're so bougie out there. I don't know. But I did an audio book um, and, I, and I read or listened to The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by, oh man, see, this is horrible, by Marie Kondo, okay? Um, again, the title of the book is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. So people hear that title like, what? Life change, mad, tidy. What what are you talking about? What is tidying? What are you three? Um, but listen, so uh, we we've been doing some things around the house here, and um, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast. Sometimes my conversations with my friends and what I share in the podcast all kind of mesh, but uh, it's all aligned and parallel. Just things happen in my life naturally. But I'm really in a space right now where I am very serious about minimizing the number of things I have. Um, you know, I, I I never want to be in a situation where, one, I don't appreciate the things that I do have, and then, two, where I'm around clutter um, and around just a lot of things and stuff, Uh you know, I really feel like your space is a reflection of what's going on in your brain and what's going on in your life. And if your place, if your physical environment is cluttered, I really feel like that has a direct correlation on what's going on in your mind, what's going on with your spirit, with your stress level. Um, and I feel a lot of people experience stress because things in their life aren't organized. And so, excuse me, I've been on a on a mission, maybe the last six to eight months to really just align my things, get rid of things I don't need. If I do buy something new, I've just been really cognizant of trying to get rid of something old that I had that I don't wear. You know, I only have like maybe 10 pairs of shoes. I know that sounds like a lot to some people, but you know, that's, that's, uh, that's a little bit for me. Um, I just, I'm really trying to um, be minimal in my approach. And I'm really trying to, uh, I'm trying to share that ideal and that idea with my children as well. Now it's hard with children because I can't tell you the last time I bought anything for my kids. Um, you know, every now we go out, I get a shirt, you know, get a little something, but I don't buy gifts from my kids. Everybody else does. So, you know, we still have things from Christmas for the kids that we haven't opened, you know, and I keep on trying to tell my wife to tell her relatives like, yo, the kids don't need a lot of stuff. Like, give us money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll put it in their college savings plan, you know, give us a card, you know, gift card or something because 
you know, my daughter has a kitchen set that we got to put together and a vacuum and a chalkboard and all this stuff that take up space that really don't have an impact in her life because she has school and has toys there and she comes home and, you know, we want to spend time together. We have a couple toys here and there, but she has toys in the basement. She has toys in the first floor. She has toys in her room. She has toys in the bathroom. And I don't want them to live like that. And so what I've been doing for myself is, you know, I've been really trying to, to role model some of that behavior for my kids and for my wife and just say, look, you know, I don't want my closet cluttery. Like, I don't want to have to, when I need something, I want to know exactly where it is, you know, because that, for me anyway, is what gives me a certain level of stress. Oh, I can't find my jacket. Oh, I'm, I'm heading out the door and I can't find my wallet. That was always me because I had three different wallets and I would change them every now and again. And I would have one in my pocket and have one in my jacket and have one in my bag. And, the, and you know, so long story even longer, I am really, um, I was looking for something to to, to, to validate where I was in my life at this time, where I am in my life at this time. And just naturally, I just, you know, because sometimes, you know, the spirit of what you need just shows up, you know, something you're going through in your life, you know, you can't even explain it. Sometimes you, 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 you're going through something and then you'll, you'll walk on the Metro and you'll see a, a sign that reflects what you're going through, or you turn on your, your iPod or, hear a song on the radio and it's reflective of what you're going through and that's kind of the power of just the universe and God and whatever spirit being you believe in like those things aren't by chance and so I'm going through this and I'm, I was definitely feeling a lot of stress in my life like I would walk into my house and feel stress you know without if it was even if I just walked in it was just me I felt like I felt confined. You know, we have a big house. Like, there's no reason for that to be happening. And so um, I kept on, I was actually, you know what? I was actually on the Lifehack website. Long, if you, if you don't know about Lifehack and the website, you know, go to lifehacker.com and, and, and get your mind blown. But um, I was scrolling through a website that kind of tells you how to do everyday stuff easily and it came, I saw this thing about the life-changing magic of tidying up. And I was like, what? What is this? This sounds silly. But long story even longer, again, I, I picked up the book and I started listening. And essentially, the author's name is, like I said, Marie Kondo, Japanese. She's a Japanese organizing consultant. So she does all things organization, all things, um, you know, uh, decluttering, storage, and her entire book is about tidying, not necessarily cleaning. So it's not about getting the bleach and the, you know, the brush and scrubbing the baseline, you know, the, the tiles and things like that. It's about tidying and it's all about, it's really all about this fundamental question that you should ask in relation to all of your things. And that question is, does this item spark joy? Sounds corny, right? Like, does this item spark joy? What? What? Um, but essentially, that is the, if there was a takeaway from her entire book, 
It's when you're going around your house and you're thinking about getting rid of things and you're thinking about downsizing or what have you, and you have to give things away or throw things away, the question that you ask yourself is, does this item spark joy? So when you pick up something, it's like, oh, of course I got to keep this. Or are you like, ah, no, I don't know. If you have to do that, eh, I, you don't need it, essentially, is what the book is. It, of course, it's much more complicated and complex than that. But that's the essential takeaway. So I was listening to the listening to the book. Uh, that's such a 2010 phrase. I was listening to the book and... Um, I just felt myself, every day I listened to more and more and I would go home and I would throw things away. If it sparked joy, I would throw it away, you know. I would do something with it or I would reuse it or I would do something with it where it was utilized appropriately or thrown away. And I just felt myself getting lighter and I felt myself getting more free and I felt myself like getting back to myself and my creativity started flowing more naturally. I was more patient. My health started getting better. I was working out more. Like I just felt so much more free because there were so fewer things in my environment. And then the idea just came into my head. And what this what this episode is really about, of course, is the, the tidying piece and what I talked about earlier in the segment. But If that's the approach that Marie Kondo wants us to take in regards to our things, shouldn't that approach also apply in regards to the people in our lives? Right? Like, shouldn't the people that you choose to spend your time around or to be around on some level, even if it's through social media, if it's through you know, people at your job, if it's whatever, relatives, shouldn't those people in your life spark joy? And what do you do if they don't? How do you, you know, politely or not, get rid of the people in your life that don't spark joy? Because if they don't spark joy, then what are they there for? You know what I'm saying? On the most simple and basic level, you have people in your life that you choose to spend your very limited time with while you're on this earth. And you choose to have people around you that take joy away from you, that take time away from you, that take your spirit away from you, that take, you know, your energy away away from you. The people in your life shouldn't be taking things from you. They should be adding things to fulfill your life. And so I started reflecting on the book and I'm like, yo, the whole process of decluttering your things should also apply to decluttering the people in your life. And so her strategy is, Marie Kondo's strategy in terms of how do you declutter is that you do it all at once, right? Now, that might be cool for someone with an apartment or, you know, you got a little room, you got your little studio, you got a little two-bedroom apartment in the city. That's cool, and I understand 
you know, or if you have a huge house and you don't have any kids, you ain't got no job, you got time to do all this. But someone like me, you know, two kids, a wife, a house, a full-time job, like all that is going down. I don't have time to take and declutter my entire house at one time, but that's what Marie Kondo suggests, that you take the time and declutter everything all at once. Now, in a parallel, I'm looking at your friends, right? And I started thinking like how these things align. Before I even started reading this book, I shut down my Facebook page. So you see how things align in your life spiritually without you even purposefully knowing or doing anything. So I shut down my Facebook page. I had 1,200 friends and out of that 1,200, I probably actually knew, you know, maybe 400 to 500 of them. Of those 500, it's probably like maybe 300 that I felt like I could call, you know, either, you know, friends or acquaintances of some level that I cared about, that I wanted to stay in contact with. There were another 800 that I was like, and so it was too hard for me to like go through and delete everybody and block or whatever. I had time for all that. So I shut it down. So looking at Marie Kondo's approach to decluttering, you do it all at once. When it comes to your friends and people in your life, sometimes that might be the best way to go too. All at once, knock them out. You know, you don't have to be mean about it, but this is especially much easier on Facebook where or, or Instagram or whatever, wherever your online life may land to um, to declutter your friends in that way. Now, um, in the same vein, you know, you have real life friends. It might people might be people you can't get away from, you know, your neighbors, people, you know, that live in the same building as you, people in your class, people that you work with. And so there's a way that, you know, you can deal with those people, too. And again, asking you this question, do those people that you have to interact with spark joy? Don't don't put yourselves in situations where you have to interact with these people when you don't necessarily have to interact with these people. So you don't like your neighbors. Don't go around. Oh, but they're going to talk about me. So effing what? You know what I'm saying? You There's some colleagues that you don't really vibe with. Okay? Outside of staff meetings and whatever it is, you know, don't be around. Don't put yourself into situations where you feel obligated to be around people that take your joy. Don't do it. All right? So... That, you know, that's my tip t- from, from that from that piece. So when, when Marie Kondo is talking about tidying up in the book, she talks about the first thing you have to do is get rid of all the stuff you don't want, right? Get rid of all the stuff you don't want. So I, again, parallel that with people. Get rid of the people you don't want in your life. Then she starts to talk about categorizing your things, right? So she has different categories, like she might have clothes, books, papers, miscellaneous items, things with sentimental value. And 
she wants you to literally go in order and interact. Like this is the, the thing that's kind of bugged out. She wants you to interact physically with each item of clothing that you own. Touch it, you know, hold it, think about it, hold it up. Does this shirt spark joy? All right, no, don't put it to the side. Oh, yeah, this shirt this is my favorite shirt. I want to keep that. You put that to the side and you go in order in that order. It's from uh, clothes, books, papers, miscellaneous things and things with sentimental value. So, again, in, in, in looking at how that relates to your life, I think that sometimes we might have to go in order with the people in our lives and put them in categories that you know that hold value to us so when we're talking about categorizing the people in our lives we might have to say okay you got family and you got friends you got colleagues you got acquaintances you got you know uh whatever miscellaneous people and understanding that people in those different categories have a different role in your life. And you shouldn't necessarily go to someone in the colleague category for something that you can go to someone in the friend category or the family category. I think it's really important to utilize some of these uh, strategies from tidying up your house and a physical place to tidying up your friends and your acquaintances and the people around you. I just think that's so powerful. Maybe it's just me but there was something that was so liberating um, in, in hearing how she was talking about tidying up your physical place and, and how I made the connection and tidying up your personal space and your relationships, right? So the last thing I'm going to talk about before I let y'all go is um, how you store and put away the things in your different categories. And so, you know, we might have, so for example, she gave an example in her book. Everybody has a sock drawer, right? And in your sock drawer, you might have, you know, 30 socks. And you, everybody, if you're a man, you ball your socks up, you take it from the top and you roll them down and put them in a ball. But she was saying that the way that you store your socks, if you store your socks that way, that doesn't help them last as long as they should there's a special way that you should fold your socks so that they last longer and that she could look at somebody and tell by how they look in their clothes if they're appropriately storing their clothes right so if your socks are baggy and i look down at your ankles and i see you know your leg hairs because your socks are crawled up in your shoes and that's probably a sign that you're not storing your things well. But think about how that applies to relationships too. Think about how we might not be nurturing the, the relationships that are most important to us. We're not taking the time to interact with each person in our friendship category with care to make sure that that friendship nourishes and flourishes and grows in the way it should that hit so close and so close to home for me that you know when I was reading this book I just started texting people like yo I haven't talked to you in like three years 
I just want to make sure you're okay. How are you? How are you doing? Everything good? You know, I just want to talk to you. I hope everything's good. You know, but just that nurturing those relationships, the same way we have to store our clothes and our things appropriately so that they will last. We have to nurture our relationships so that they will last. Man, listen, I almost caught the Holy Ghost listening to that because it's just so, so powerful to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm just extra tender right now. Um, but I just really think that that's important uh, for you, for your things and for your personal relationships. So take that with a grain of salt, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you uh, took something away from this episode. Uh, it is episode 25. I don't know what I'm going to entitle it. Probably the magical art of tidying your, I don't know, something, tidying something. Um, but thank you for tuning in. I'll holler at y'all uh, next week uh, on time, Thursday, 7 a.m. You better be there. Listen to it on your commute into work. You know, for all you single people, you haven't done anything all morning, so you might as well listen um, if you don't got no kids. All right, <laughs> you know I'm just playing, but I'm dead serious. All right, peace.